and welcome to this ISIS Energy Weekly uh, update. Um, I'm Miriam Sears. I'm the deputy uh, news editor with the energy team here in London. Um, and I've got with me here uh, our market reporters, uh, Ricardo Patrian and Marcello Colex, and our LNG report editor, uh, Ed Cox. It's been a, a, a week full of uh, outages, um, production coming online and offline. Um, we've seen the Nord Stream gas pipeline come back online after it's been offline for a little while. So in what is usually a quiet period for gas, we've seen um, a bit of an impact from these different sources of supply. Uh, Marcello, do you want to kick us off by just explaining uh, what we've seen with the Nord Stream pipeline this week and how it's been impacting gas prices? Yes, the Nord Stream pipeline was offline between the 11th and 20th of August, so Russian gas flows to Germany were restricted and uh, fell to zero on the German Nell and Opal pipelines. Uh, during that period, uh, the spread uh, traded on the day-ahead contract between the Dutch TTF and the German gas pool have widened to an average of uh, 23 cents per megawatt hour. Uh, just in comparison, uh, just before the maintenance started, uh, the average uh, spread between the uh, on the day-ahead contract between the gas pool and the TTF was at around 8 cents per megawatt hours. Uh, however, the spread has now uh, come back together again and on Thursday uh, the traded spread was at 18 cents uh, per megawatt hours. Um, and Ricardo, you've been following what's been happening in Switzerland with some uh, power plant outages. What have, what's been happening and what's been the impact on prices there? Yes, at the beginning, at the beginning of this week there was a very rare event because Switzerland went um, nuclear free um, because of a combination of planned and unplanned outages. Um, Switzerland currently has five reactors, which are mm, pretty old, that are due to commissioning um, probably by 2040 at the latest. Um, and uh, of, out of these five reactors, four were um, offline for uh, a planned maintenance, but a fifth one had an unplanned outage. Right. And um, so from Sunday to Tuesday morning, uh, actually Tuesday uh, afternoon, um, Switzerland was running only on hydro power capacity and uh, imports, of course. This made uh, Swiss prices, uh, spot prices, and also the front mount spike mm -hmm. to a three-week high during a period which is usually pretty um, bearish for price uh, for power prices in Europe. Yeah. Um, and Ricardo, has there been any knock-on effects of these Swiss outages on other markets? There was a bit of a knock-on effect. Um, especially on French spot prices. Um, the dimension of the two markets, of course, is, is different. So Switzerland is so much smaller than the French uh, power market, but still there were um, traders in, on the French wholesale electricity market reporting some higher than expected spot prices on certain hours because of the need of a higher uh, import needs coming from Switzerland because mm. of the outages. Okay, and, and going forward, what's the outlook? Well, the situation should normalize uh, from the start of September onwards. Um, Switzerland will have only one reactor for uh, of a total one gigawatt running until the end of the month, but then a 380 megawatt um, reactor will come back online on the 1st of September. And uh, little by little by the 
uh, half of September a second reactor much larger 1.2 gigawatts will come online and the situation should normalize okay great and in a bit of a gear shift uh, to LNG Ed can you give us a bit of an update on what's been happening in terms of outages affecting the LNG market um, and, and what's been happening lately yeah, particularly in East Asia, the world's two largest LNG importers, Japan and South Korea, their demand for LNG has really, really been weak this year. And the main reason is because of uh, uh, because of changing domestic uh, fuel uh, generation mixes. So in the short term, we've seen a nuclear plant, Kyushu Sendai plant in Japan, ramping up to full rates, the first return of a nuke since the 2011 nuclear disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also seen the major utility, TEPCO, take three gas-fired power plants down as a, because of a fire. So these things are, are reducing demand for LNG um, in the short term. It may partly be offset by very warm weather in Japan, so that could increase generation demand in July and August. But it's the same for Japan as it is for Korea. Both these markets are really moving away from gas to an extent, particularly in South Korea. There's a move towards new coal plants, new nuclear plants, new renewables. Um, and that's feeding through to the kind of customs data that we analyze that's seeing LNG uh, imports fall year on year. And ultimately, it's having a knock-on effect on, on the Asian and the global market as a whole. Mm. So uh, there you have it. It's been by no means a quiet uh, summer week. Um, which is what you might normally expect for an August uh, trading week in the energy markets. Head over to ices.com for more information of our coverage. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.